Rebuilding, Chapter 15 Hermione rested her cheek against the absurdly soft t-shirt Draco Malfoy was wearing and contemplated both that he clearly paid more for very casual clothing than she had for her last formal dress and that she had been soaking that oh-so-expensive cotton shirt with tears and snot and rather than make sounds about her filth he was just running a hand over her hair and making soothing noises. When at last she stopped hiccuping, she pulled away from him and muttered thanks through sniffles. He handed her a transfigured handkerchief and discreetly scrutified his shirt while she blew her nose and wiped her eyes. When she tried to hand the square of white cotton back to him, he shook his head and said with a grimace that was almost, but not quite, gallant, that's fine. You can keep it. She stood up and brushed her clothing off, trying to cover her embarrassment that she'd wept all over him. Life with Draco Malfoy appeared to be one emotionally fraught scene after another. She was trying to figure out how to make a graceful exit to her room when he stood as well, lowered all the lights to nothing with a wave of his wand, and took her by the hand in the suddenly dark room. What are you doing? she asked. I want to show you something, he said, and he led her over to one of the deep window seats that looked out into the dark lake. Hermione had eyed the windows when she'd first moved in with the stain. What was the point, she had wondered, of having a view of nothing? Now this unexpected roommate nudged her until she sat on the immaculate cushion, probably silk, she thought, running her hand over the nubby fabric and hiding the urge to roll her eyes at the ostentatious nature of it. And he directed her attention out into the dark lake. What am I supposed to be looking at? She asked. Wait, he said. It stays light late enough now that you should see... There! He pointed at a sudden flash of silver and she blinked as the dull light that did reach into the lake filtered through so much sediment, the water seemed as dark green as everything else in the Slytherin dungeon. Hit the scales of a fish. Then it hit another one, and another, and a school of small fish darted by, and she gasped in delight at the sudden rain of sparkling dots from the reflections. They hide away when the lights are on, Draco said in a hushed voice. But when it's dark, they come out. Fish always. The mermaids, sometimes. Everyone once in a while. The giant squid. Hermione could hear her breath catch again as a larger fish passed by their window with a lazy twitch of its fins. Come here. Draco had leaned his back up against the wall, framing the seat, and now that her eyes had adjusted to just the light that came in through those window, she could see he had one leg dangling down to the floor. He pointed, rather peremptorily, she thought, at the space between his spread legs. Honestly, he said when she didn't move, I don't bite. She regarded him. Weeping all over Draco Malfoy in a fit of grief seemed, somehow, different than sitting back against his chest to sit and watch the fish swim by. She was about to shake her head no and stay where she was, when she saw one of those flashes of despair pass through his eyes and changed her mind. She turned, 
so she was almost leaning against him, her body held rather stiffly as she watched the window. And he, with caution, as if he expected her to push him away, wrapped one arm around her. Another school of small fish passed by, then a single long, narrow fish, and bit by bit, she let herself return to sagging against that soft shirt. She looked down at the arm around her and laid her palm over the exposed mark. He flinched, but when she didn't say anything, he tightened that arm around her. She could feel his chest rise and fall as he inhaled. Eventually, she slipped down so her head was pressed against him, so she could hear the beating of his heart. The sound lulled her and, already tired, she could feel herself struggling to stay awake. It wouldn't do to fall asleep in Draco Malfoy's arms, she thought, as her eyes kept trying to close. It would give him the wrong idea. She didn't want to give him the wrong idea.